Welcome back, everyone, to the Coaching Space podcast with me, Justin Bodel, where I look at the people side of performance. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, my guest is South African women's indoor hockey player and captain, Cindy Hack. Uh, Cindy grew up in a sporting family, and it's no surprise that she excelled on the sports field. In fact, having represented KZN for swimming during her school years as well. But her love for hockey ultimately won out, and having represented KZN and SA schools during her school career, she finally broke into the senior national indoor hockey team in 2006 and has never looked back. Although Cindy has earned 38 caps for the South African outdoor women's hockey team and has featured at an outdoor World Cup, she's really specialized as an indoor player and currently has 105 caps, making her the first South African to actually reach 100 caps for indoor hockey. Cindy has competed in two indoor World Cups, has scored 100 goals in her career to date, and most significantly, has actually captained the team for the last nine years. And she's done all of this alongside her day job and her roles as a wife and a mother to two young girls. In today's episode, we talk about leadership. Um, Cindy shares some insight into her leadership style and how that's evolved over the years. She talks about the importance of leadership characteristics, and she shares her views on what some of those characteristics are for, for leaders in any sphere of life. She talks about the importance of, of tuning into the mood within your team um, and how she keeps her leadership fresh. She shares this and much more in the episode. It's, it's an authentic and honest look into the world of high performance, and I hope that you enjoy. Well, good morning, Cindy. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Morning, Justin. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. I, I know you're always very busy and juggling lots of things, so I do, I do appreciate the time. It's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Cool. So, um, listen, let's, let's dive straight in. Quick question number one. Um, you've obviously achieved a lot, uh, as a player on the field in my intro, I've, I've run through your, your many accolades, um, and all, all well-deserved in your career so far. Um, but something that, that really stood out for me is that, you know, you've actually captained this, um, South African women's indoor hockey team for the last nine years. Um, almost 10 years of, of leading one high-performing high team is, is, quite a, is quite an achievement. And so my first question actually was, was around that. So I wanted to know a little bit about what your current sort of leadership style is and, and how has that evolved over those years, if, if at all? Well, it was quite a tough one. So obviously your leadership style changes. I mean, you change as a person, you change as a player. Um, so I definitely yeah. think looking back at my career, um, you know, I grew, I was, I've always been, um, if you, if we can say a born leader, I was in leadership positions at school, um, you know, so, but I've also learned from some great leaders, which is really nice. You know, you take um, some advice, uh, feather out of other people's caps, um, and then yeah. you kind of adjust it into your own style. So I've also been under leadership of other players who um, I didn't thrive under. And I know every player is different and every person is different. And it's always difficult as a captain or a leader of a team to lead people below you, especially, um, you know, people don't like always to listen to someone above them, you know, kind of that style. Yeah. But yeah, no, so you know, by kind of getting that experience of um, what I didn't like from other leaders, what I did like, what brought out the best in me, um, also yes. kind of adapted and helped me evolve my own leadership style. So if I had to look at my own leadership style, I definitely am someone who um, leads from example, um, not yeah. just on the field, but off the field, um, you know, whether yeah. it's in training, doing my own training on my own, 
um, my values, my morals. I'm I stand very firmly by, um, you know, you practice what you preach. Yeah. Um, and I think another thing is also um, being just being real with your players is a, re a yeah. really good form of leadership because, you know, yeah. you're not going to have those days where um, that, you know, some people uh, as a form of leadership, they like to be at training first, stay at training the latest yes. kind yes. of thing, you know. Um, I'm all in for not being late, but at the same time, um, is that's a really good, um, you know, ethic and skill to have. But at the same time, um, you know, we're also human. So yeah. things happen. Um, yeah. So I think it's also really important to show your players that you're also real, that you're human, that you make mistakes. And yeah. even though you're at the top, um, you know, you also make mistakes and it's how to, you know, recover from those or come back from those. Um, you could be at training one day and have a really tired day and you feel terrible and you're just yeah. grinding through the session but you're not playing well and as a leader it's important to not show your players but it's okay to let your players know that you're not having a great day but you you've, you're grinding through it and I think so that's yes. also a real really important part of my leadership is that you know I'm real with my players and I'm open and honest and um yeah also if I look back at how um I kind of lead I, I like to get to know each and every person from a personal level you know, there's okay. a lot of things going on in everyone's lives, um, you know, as well. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know if that person's dealing with something and you can handle them slightly differently. Um, at the end of the day, ultimately, as a leader, you want to be able to get the best out of your players. So yeah. if you're going to be able to get the best out of your players, knowing what's happening in their lives, um, you know, then it's really important to do so. And I think also going through a lot of experiences. So yeah. through injury, through not being selected, uh, through being yeah. dropped, um, yeah. you know, sitting on the bench, yeah. Uh, losing really important games those types of things build you and create experience and you can only kind of gain um, you know a great position in a leadership position and kind of be where I am if you've unfortunately been through those terrible <laughs> things at the time you know it's, it's hard it's so horrible to say you have to th go through disappointments to be great but you do <laughs> yeah it does absolutely shape you and I, I love what you say yeah. about yeah just just sort of being authentic you know because I think that exactly that like even though you're the leader you don't always have to have the answer you don't always have to be perfect you can't be and I think that showing that sort of humanness is so important actually for a leader because it's it just creates the right environment for other people to be to be themselves as well yeah and I think in a team yeah. sport it's so important as a team sport I mean I know that that uh, cliche is saying there's no iron team yeah. Um, we only say in a SH1 team, there's an yeah. iron team, but um, yeah, there's no iron team. And it comes back to that, you know, and you need your whole team to be successful. So you need not only the input from everyone, but it's not only what I think it's, it's, you know, I want to be able to get everyone else's opinions. Yes. We ultimately stick to our core values, roles, disciplines, structures kind of thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's really important to me to know that a lot of the girls feel not a lot of them, all of them feel heard. Um, yeah. that they know that I understand them and that I'm trying to get, uh, you know, kind of take their best interests at heart as well. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, th this idea of leadership, like it, it really fascinates me. And, and, and obviously you can, I mean, clearly, you know, you, you can change and evolve as a leader. And we know that leaders obviously come kind of different, you know, in, in different ways, shapes and forms. And, and sometimes, you know, can also, you kind of just need the right person at the right time with the right team. But do you think that there are sort of a, a common set of characteristics that would apply to any leader? So regardless of the team you're in, are there kind of some core principles that, or kind of core characteristics that you would want a leader to, 
display regardless of the team that they're involved with in order to be successful? Uh yeah definitely absolutely definitely um okay. you know starting like i said um just quickly one touch back to what we were saying is yeah. just being under some of those leaders in my past just realizing what didn't bring the best out on me um also has helped me realize um not realize but grow to know how to bring the best out of others and how i felt you know yeah. because ultimately you want to bring the best out of everyone but there definitely are some key characteristics um one thing i would say is discipline um, and especially, unfortunately, with hockey, um, hockey is not an—it's not a professional sport in the sense that we don't get paid to play. So yeah. we truly are playing for the love of the game. Wow. So it is difficult for um, you know. I, I mean, right now I'm a mom of two, so I'm a full-time mom. I work full-time and I play international sports. So there are a lot of sacrifices that need to be made. And yeah. but not to water it down, if you want to play for your country. You need to make those sacrifices so yeah discipline yeah. is huge for me um yeah. you know if you want to be in the national team you need to be disciplined from the point of view of you need to be doing your own extra work you need to be going yeah. down and training on your own um doing those extra sessions not just doing the bare minimum because you know at the this international level you can't get away with just pure talent you need to be able to be working hard on those things that you want to be improving in yes. order for the team to improve yes. um so yeah discipline is a huge thing yeah. And um, yeah, discipline, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important, as well as mutual respect. Respect is huge for me um, okay. from when I was younger as well. And possibly it's just kind of been instilled in me um, from my family values and morals. But respect is huge on and off the field as well. And not just respect for coaches, um, management staff, other players, but yeah. respect for players in your team. Um, yes. specifically older players as well as younger players it's not just the older players um, I think it's really important to respect each and every player for who they are what they are and their value that they add to the team so I'm very big on respect um, and how um, you kind of talk to your players and um, you know obviously times is heated moments but yes. you know down to that core value of how you talk to your players so respect is quite a big thing for me um, okay. and respect your coach is very big Yes. Um, yeah. Then if I think about a few other things, um, being vocal, you need to be vocal as a captain. You can't just be quiet. You can't, when the pressure is tough, you can't go into yourself um, yeah. as difficult as it is because there's a million things now going around your head on how you're going to change this game around, what thinking about your tactics, thinking about your own game. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things that are happening and just being vocal and how to be vocal, when to yes. give words of encouragement, when to be hard on the team, um, you know, especially with girls, um, it's quite important that your team knows, uh, you know, in, if you're in a, a pressure situation and you're going, da -da 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 -da, you know, you give an instruction, yeah. someone, can, you know, maybe in a provincial setup or a club setup go, oh, don't shout at me like that, yeah. you know, take it quite personally. And <laughs> it's quite difficult, um, but at an international level, you, you do not have seconds on the field to think about that. So I think it's quite an art to learn how to speak to your players, when to speak to them, giving yes. words of encouragement as well as being um, quite firm, should I say. Yes, um, yes. And then having a good work ethic, um, how work ethic is really important. Um, and that kind of ties in with your discipline, uh, yes. your training, training on your own, um, which is really important and leading by example on and yeah. off the field. And that probably ties in a bit of, my second main one that I really also firmly believe in is being selfless, uh, you know, putting others ahead of you um, sure. all the time. Yeah, lovely. And, you know, something you were just saying there, um, Cindy, you just, you know, it was really making me think about this idea of, of kind of knowing when, when to say something and, and how to say it. 
Um, yeah. You know, and, and like you said, that probably also comes through, through experience, but you know, yeah. how important is it for a leader to kind of be tuned into the team in that way, you know, to kind of feel the mood of the team and to know now's now, like now's a moment where I need to say this and I need to say it this way, or, or, or we also need to maybe recognize that this is a moment where, where we're going to change our, what our plan was. Are we going to change our schedule? Are we going to change our practice? And we actually just need some downtime together. Or, you know, how, how do you know, how do you, how important is it for leaders to kind of feel that mood and to adapt accordingly? Well, I think that also comes back to one of my, um, what I said right in the beginning, one of the ways I tend to lead the girls is I like to know the girls one-on-one. And okay. um, it's so important because if you know them, you know how, you can you can speak to them. I I mean I know I can give an instruction and not worry about what's going to happen to an older player or someone who's been in the system a little bit longer. Whereas if I have a newer player who's a little bit young, a little bit more inexperienced, nervous, possibly their mental state is not as strong, um, or they they you know they're thinking a lot about a lot of other things. So I can't. Yeah. I, I'm very conscious of um of what to say to what which player um, yes. and how to say it. I think it's yes. really important of um. I, more important not what to say of how to say it um, yes. on the field so um yeah i think just understanding the needs of the team but as well as the needs of each and every player because that's ultimately what makes your team is each and every player and we Absolutely. all so different um Absolutely. even though we're all striving for the same goal we all so so different so if i yes. understand the needs of the team as well as every single player individually it yeah. makes um understanding the needs of the team a hell of a lot easier if you know what yeah. i mean um, and also understanding the dynamics of the team. So yes. you hit the nail on the head. Sometimes there are times where you need to say something, but there are other days where I find some of my teammates are giving quite a lot of feedback, which is always good. But sometimes it's too much feedback. And, you know, everyone else, especially the younger players are, oh gosh, they're listening to all these players' information and they're trying to process it. So yes. it's when to, when to say something. Maybe sometimes I don't say anything and I just let my team speak. So yeah. I think it's understanding the needs of the team is is a bit of a juggle. Yeah. Some days uh, we'll have better days, um, other days we won't. And also, you know, also sometimes also a feed off the coach. So yes. if the coach has said a lot, I don't really need to add too much extra value because too much information also is not filtered, especially with the younger players and the newer players, should I say. Yes, that's such a great yeah. point. You know, I've 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 experienced that for myself. And also just, you know, I'm always interested, like I'm watching this, this Chasing the Sun documentary about the Springbok oh, yeah. World Cup rugby team, obviously, which is amazing. And, you know, you, you, you kind of get this inside view of like these, these amazing team talks. And then you think like, what did Rusty say? Or what did this person say? And I think also as, as coaches and as captains, we can sometimes fall into that trap of thinking, I need to make this big epic speech or like, now's the time I need to say something. And Actually, sometimes you don't need to say anything. Um, yeah. more, you know. So. Um, and yeah. sometimes, um, yeah. Sometimes also, I, I kind of, I know when to also be quite serious because obviously, I mean, we're playing for our, our country, but I'm yeah. also the captain of different teams. So if I'm being captain of the national team, um, yeah. there's a different characteristics that go with that. Whether if I'm captain in a provincial team, there's different characteristics and different dynamics that go with that. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's it's quite um, a juggle, but once yes. again, it goes back to knowing your players, um, knowing where they've come from. You know, yeah. you could have a player in my provincial team that I'm captaining who's just made our Raiders provincial team for the first time. And just to kind of know what to expect from that player, 
you know, yes. still have your own team goals and know that they understand those team goals because at the end of the day, you know, it's women's hockey. And, you know, if you're yeah. in the team, you need to be adhering to the team goals. Yeah. But also not putting too much pressure on that player um, to a point. So, yeah, Absolutely. having knowing just different uh, individuals in the team just is really important. And like I said, sometimes, you know, it requires for you to say something. Sometimes yeah. it requires for you not to say anything. And yeah. sometimes it requires for you to kind of break the ice with something and make your teammates kind of giggle to take the pressure off yes. because it just makes it a little bit um, easier. And everyone goes, oh, okay, you know, we can kind of focus on this. There's not so much pressure. Yes, I love that. And, you know, so, I mean, we've kind of been talking around it, I suppose, but, but a question for you, you know, having led the team for, for such a long period of time, is <laughs> you know how, how do you keep your leadership fresh do you know what i mean how, how do you stay relevant as a leader particularly where potentially you've actually played with and led a lot of these players for for such an extended period of time kind of how do you how do you stay fresh as a as a leader well there are a couple of things that i definitely i definitely um by staying to, be, to, to stay fresh, should I say, um, I'm always growing. So I feel always yeah. fresh. So I'm always feeling fresh because I'm always growing and learning and my players are changing. Um, and I feed a lot of my players. So when yeah. I see them improving so much and we get some great youth coming through the system and great depth coming in, that really excites me. And yes. I think it's, it's, it's exciting for them to know and they do know that um, you know I get so proud of them. But from a staying at fresh point of view, um, more, uh, shall I say, tactically um, yeah. or developmentally, I, I do kind of do a lot of uh, courses. So I like mm -hmm. to read a lot. Um, I read a couple of books I like to read online. I don't know if you've heard, well, I'm sure you've heard of Alistair McCall. Yes. Um, yes. So I like to kind of, um, you know, I've chatted with him a few times. Um, I've Amazing. done a couple of his courses. So awesome. I do like to kind of touch up on that and extend myself from that point of view yes. um, on that side. Um, but also I'm current, I'm constantly getting new players, which is also always a new challenge and also always extending me to stay fresh and to yes. stay involved, um, yes. which is also really nice. We also do a lot of team building, which yep. is always great um, as well, because you kind of just bring out that great side. And then we, we feed on a lot of that um, team building, just vibe and memories for a long time um, throughout our tours and years as we go along as well. Yes. I mean, I love what that you spoke about, you know, that, that you mentioned the word growth, you know, because I think it's so, you know, people often see leadership as like a destination, but actually, you know, once uh, yeah. you got there, it's, it's, it's even more important that you are continually learning and that you're growing. Um, in, in one of my, my podcasts, um, one of my, one of the guys I was interviewing said that for him, you know, the word uh, kind of being curious is so important like being curious about yourself about your own leadership style about your environment you know just really being kind of open to to like you said that sort of growth and not feeling like you've arrived and i know it all it's actually yeah the opposite it's almost like you're at the beginning of a new journey and you've got to keep learning that journey as you go so yeah i love that you I mean, you, you listen. You've spoken um, a lot about your your role. There's obviously a lot that that you that you are juggling as as the the captain of a national team. And so, a question I had. I mean, for any leader, there's always a level of responsibility that comes with the role, right? So, with great power comes great responsibility, as we know. Um, so, you know how. But for you, how do you how do you kind of carry and manage that weight of of responsibility? 
not just as the leader of the team, but but a national team. So you you're, you're representing your country, like you said, but you're also an ambassador for the game itself. I mean, locally and and, and internationally. You know, how do you how do you carry that weight of expectation on your shoulders? Sure. Well, <laughs> well, firstly, um, I, I think I'm very comfortable with the responsibility, and I think that's really important. Um, you know, with that responsibility, uh, wow. I mean, with the with the leadership. Uh, should I say title, comes yeah. a lot of responsibility and added pressure. And yeah. I think if you're comfortable with it, you Thanks. can deal with that a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's always that um, kind of, whether it's a philosophy or whatever people say, but they always think that the best player needs to be the captain. Um, mm -hmm. Yes and no. And I do think that one of your best players, because they're always your most experienced player, um, generally, um, you know, and they're leading by example. So generally, it does land up one of your top players being a captain. But at the end of the day, not all players do possess all those characteristics or responsibilities as well as possibly some others. So I think if you're comfortable with that, um, it definitely yeah. does help you with regards to the pressure point of view. Um, I have always been a leadership uh, role for a lot of my life. So I think that has made me slightly more comfortable and always in the position to learn from that captaincy position, just captaining from junior school days, being yeah. a head girl of my school, um, cool. yeah. you know, just kind of, yeah, just I think those leadership roles um, now when I look at them, they, they're kind of minuscule, but they've taught me so much just at that phase of my life as I've kind Definitely. of moved along. Yes. And then being captained by such... You know, like I said, I've come through um, great captains, but I've come through also some horrific captains, you know, who kind of made me feel terrible. So that is also such a big thing for me um, to have learned so much from those players as well. And it's also yes. to learn from people, yes. um, just going slightly off your question, just learning from people even who aren't captains. Um, yeah. To me, there are a lot of people in my team who have a leadership position in our team, yet they don't have a label or a title. And that's also yeah. really important. Um, and yeah. I love to learn from that as well. So yes. yeah, I think I'm just, I'm pretty comfortable with um, with the responsibility. And yes. um, it definitely has been a journey. There've been times where I always, I mean, I think I'm my own worst uh, enemy from the point of view that I do put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think any top athlete does. Yeah. Um, it's just how much pressure is good. Yes. And um, I just think, yeah, it's important as you get older and through those experiences of those lows um, and your highs that you kind of learn to manage that. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So final question. Um, you've, you've journeyed, you've had quite a, quite a long um, kind of exposure, I suppose, to, to being a leader. Like you said, you've, you've occupied different leadership roles and, and we know that, that, that it's a journey. Um, without going into specifics, if you don't want to, um, what has been the biggest um, leadership error that, that you've made? And, and what did you learn from, from that experience? Oh, so that is a uh, hard one. Yeah. You thought you were getting um, off easy, but the final question. I gotta... <laughs> an error. Um, I'd have to say an error is more personal um, than team-based. And if I had to be completely open about it. Um, I think it was four years ago, three years ago, we played the African Cup World Cup qualifier in Namibia. Wow. And um, so I'm an insomniac, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> I literally get on like three hours sleep. So I remember looking out the window at about, we had 
smashed all the teams in our uh, pool games. But the format of the tournament was such that the last team, the last game was basically the only game that counted. Whoever won was going to the World Cup. And we had smashed everyone. So everyone was kind of um, not complacent, but we were conf we were yeah. confident and we were we were happy where we were. Yeah. But I remember looking out the window at about half past 10, quarter to 11 at night, and I saw Namibia practicing their short corners because our hotel rooms looked out onto the court. It was really a beautiful setup. Wow. And um, I remember looking out the window because I couldn't sleep and saw them practicing their short corners and they saw me and they tried to like put the signs in the way so that I couldn't see them. But I mean, I, you know, out of respect, I, I just saw them and I waved and I closed the curtains, but I, I just thought jeepers, you know, they were doing everything that they could to try and, you know, beat us, even though we had smashed them the whole week. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, you know, now what I'm about to say, you know, you'll, you'll understand why I feel like maybe we kind of went into the game slightly complacent because um, the next day we lost the game against them and we didn't go to the World Cup. And we had nine short corners in that game. I think it was eight or nine and we did not score one. Jeez. And I, I, a part of me thought, you know, what if that was us practicing our short corners? Would we have scored? Yeah. Would we not have? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so I wouldn't say it was an error. Um, yeah. You know, there were a lot of things in the game that kind of didn't go our way, which definitely counted against us, which we had no control over. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that kind of did haunt me for a while. Um, yeah. And especially from the error side, I would say the biggest error I made there was with myself. So after that game, I was my, how do I say it? Not my recovery, but my, um, almost my, my breakdown of the game mentally. I replayed that game over in my head. I mean, I still do to this day, but over and over and over again. And I think I possibly took it not too personally, but at the end of the day, it's a team game and a team result. And we were all the reason why we kind of lost that, that game, you know? And I just think that I kind of put on too much pressure on myself afterwards. Um, yeah. And it took me a long time to get over it. I mean, yeah. I didn't pick up a hot stick for four and a half months, um, five months maybe. Yeah. Uh, probably cried for about two and a half months <laughs> um, <laughs> solidly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think and the biggest error from a leadership point of view was that I took yeah. way too much responsibility on the result of the game because yeah. it it wasn't solely just me. Um, yeah. You know, I think I kept thinking, percent. I kept thinking, how could I have been better? What could I have done to have changed the game? Yeah. Where did where did I go wrong? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that that probably was my biggest error because it took me so long to get over that. And yes. I, that definitely is one of my biggest errors, if I have to say so, um, from yeah. a leadership point of view, from was that. not to put put so much pressure um, of a result on one person in a team sport. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and and like you said, I mean, you, you used the word haunted, you know, almost being haunted by this, this constant feeling of, well, well what if? what if I had said this or done more? What if we gone to practice in the morning or what if we, you know, or done, should I have said this or should I have said that? But, I, you know, I think that's, like you said, kind of, you know, learning the the sort of through experience, but the kind of mentality of of knowing that there, there will always be a what if and a what if, um, but it's about, you know, trusting your processes and 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 not not hanging your achievement just on the results. Um, like you said, there are so many things that are also out of your control. Um, so, yeah. well, thank you. Yeah, and I think, just, yeah, there's just a lot of things that you you can control, a lot of things you can't. And I think dealing yeah. with such a big loss and such a big 
Um, you know, I had to drop my husband off at the airport to go to the World Cup because he was coaching the men's team. And he was going to a tournament I was meant to be at. I mean, so I lived through that haunting phase for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so I just think that kind of um, was the biggest era personally that I just kind yes. of took a while to get over that. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing so yeah, openly about that. Like, I think it's really... You know, um, it's so important, I think, for for people to to hear from leaders like yourself and to and to hear you being vulnerable um, and to hear you and to and to think about also how much um, kind of goes on in your mind all the time. You know, it's not just about your game. Like you said, you're focusing on the system, you're focusing on on other players, you're focusing on on the future. You, you're trying to look back at the past. There's a lot that your mind goes into. So. Um, yeah, thank you for, for sharing so openly there. I appreciate it. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. No, no, no. It's been awesome. So yeah, listen, thank you so much. I, I, it's so great to to chat leadership and to and to talk so so honestly about it. I mean, you've obviously you've you've led at an incredibly high level um for a long period of time. And I hope that that continues. And I look forward to um to watching your career and the team's success. Uh, continue as well. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, I think what's yeah. also so exciting is just seeing all um, all the youngsters coming through as well, and especially the younger players. And it just reminds me of me myself when I was there, yeah. just so like excited to be there. And um, well, you should see us. You should have seen us at training this week. We started off the practice with a soccer game. You would have thought it was like the best thing we've ever had. <laughs> like all our team's got quite a lot of older players in it now. I think there's yes. like four of us who are married, three of us with kids. So we're like a whole bunch of moms and married people playing soccer. It was hilarious. <laughs> so but yeah, the, youngsters, the youngsters really bring a lot of um, freshness and uh, especially yeah. the youth. Like we've got this PSI um, kind of system up and running and yeah. um, just, uh, just being exposed to such good, the, the kids these days are unbelievable in what they can do and Jeepers Creepers, I often think, Jeepers, I wish I had this when I was younger. But yeah. it's really great because it reminds me of where I came from and why I love the game. So, yeah, it does definitely that's keep awesome. it all fresh and new. Oh, that's awesome. Cindy, listen, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, hope, uh, I hope your practices continue being as fun and energetic <laughs> as that you, I mean, you're always bringing the fun. So it's no surprise there. But, um, but yeah, thanks so much again for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jess. I'll chat to you soon. Cool. Cheers, eh? Bye.